0: All right. Welcome, everybody. We're live. This is the Crypto Mining Tools Podcast. And uh, I'm Scott Offord, the host. And we have Ethan Zerka, the co-host. Hi. Ethan here. And today we have Richard Kamara. And uh, Richard is a uh, long time into GPU, and he's actually uh, really close to me here um, in Wisconsin area. Uh, so, Richard, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and, um, and what you're up to?
1: Cool. Yeah, I'll give like a kind of a quick summary. I end up selling like crypto to pretty much everyone I run into at work. So um, I almost got, just on a side note, I had them tell me to stop talking about cryptocurrency at work. It.
0: So A real uh, crypto evangelist, huh? This is right? like
1: a true story. Um, I sent an email to like 120. So I work as a radiology resident. I sent an email to like 120 of the guys I work with and told them that they should all invest with me. Um <laughs> it's still to be determined if they missed out we're not sure yet
0: yeah um, no was was that when uh, bitcoin was at 17000 or
1: i'm i'm an evangelist even as it crashes so like just to <laughs> kind of give you cuz you asked I'll, I'll get to this the quick summary <laughs> so my brother was an early not super early but like early 2017 he was just fixed cost investing into cryptocurrency maybe distributed among the top 10 coins so like i i don't know he might have been putting i have a twin brother a hundred dollars a month in or something. So he got it up to about $3,000 and decided to sell his cryptocurrency for cash and then um, convert that to uh, a computer. So he went out and bought a, I think a six card uh, 1070. Yeah. six this card 1070 rig from Emerald Computers There's a guy out, actually, I don't know where he, he's in, it's like Arizona or something in Nevada. The guy was just building mining computers, extremely stable mining GPU computers. And then it was this was December 2017. And he called me and said, Hey, I'm printing 20 like US dollars a day or something. Something ridiculous. I, I mean every 1070 was making like four or five dollars a day. This is I was like, wow. So very <laughs> foolishly, I guess. It, well, hindsight's 2020, but I I I took my own savings account and this is just very foolish but i guess i just gambled on the fact that i have stable future income so i was like mm-hmm. i'm going to go all in on this so i and I, i'm a very honest guy so i'll just share exactly the financials so it just makes sense to people sure. i took $35,000 of my own cash and then i borrowed another 30,000 approximately so basically ended up totaling to about after interest because they took a because i'm a doctor so i have medical school loans they wouldn't I couldn't find anyone like Wells Fargo to let me borrow money. They said, "Nah, your debt to income ratio is too high. So mm-hmm. I was so ambitious that I found a private lending service and went out oh. and the interest rate was very, very, uh, very bad. Um, I guess what people tell me, I, I was excited because they let me borrow the money. Sure. So I think the half of it was at like 12 or 13 percent interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is good for the first off for the podcast because it gives a very honest perspective to what some people I've been doing the last 2 years in crypto but Absolutely. um so I took uh, 70,000 total and bought as many 1080Tis as I could. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. So this was this was at the heyday of 1080Ti prices. Like some of the EVGA ones were selling for 1500. Oh yeah, I, Yeah, yeah. What I did is I set up no push notifications so that anytime the inventory on Newegg would refresh with it, at any GPU under like say $900 um, for 1080 I would buy it so I was that guy that was preventing all the gamers unfortunately <laughs> from from buying 1080 is I mean I there's no one that was faster than me I had Apple pay set up I would be at work and I would get a notification I would just smile at my phone and purchase it <laughs> 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 and uh, so uh, 60 total 1080 is is what I ended up being able to purchase plus all the um, uh, you know power supplies and such and you just got to shop around and try to find prices. But um, then my brother and I realized that the market, you know, as foolish as it was, after about a month or two, we realized the market was not continuing to go up. Um, so in the previous three months prior to realizing this, we had also evangelized this to a bunch of family and friends to the point where we had around 250 1080 TIs that we were managing. So, oh, wow. So my brother was taking a cut for the management, but the rest of the profit was going to the... Um, owners of those graphics cards. And we hosted them. I live in Wisconsin. So I hosted a good fraction of mine here in Wisconsin. And then the other 20, 30% in Alabama, where my parents live. And my brother did the same thing with a friend of ours. And so in total, we were managing, I think total capital investment was around, it wasn't quite two hundred and fifty ten ATIs, but it was like around $250,000 worth of GPUs and only like really GPUs we could get into the details of why we chose 10 ETIs simple summary is we wanted to have the most powerful card that could mine the most greatest diversity of cryptocurrencies. Uh, Unfortunately, all the Zcash and Zcash clones were one of the primary profit drivers at the time. And um, I'm not going to get into all like the, I'm sure there's a bunch of animosity toward people coins that said they were going to maintain ASIC resistance, but it's just not true. So, Um, 10 ATIs were still a pretty good choice. But so over the last two years, I'll just zoom forward. um, Our business strategy, because we realized cryptocurrency was not healthy at the beginning of 2017, where it peaked and started going down, was to only turn the GPUs on, even though we have residential power rates, when they're profitable and sell almost daily, if not like daily, if not every other day, um, in order to prevent our cryptocurrency holdings from losing value and mitigating the profit that we made originally. You know, mm-hmm. because if, I mean, it makes sense. You you want to lock in your profit if the cryptocurrency is crashing. So we are not hodlers or whatever you want to call it in, in, in principle. Um, and I have my own opinions on holding cryptocurrency, but over the last two years, I'll just use my example because I keep pretty firm track of my finances. So of the original investment of 70,000, this is not including the interest I've paid. So just as if I had capital investment of 70,000 with, with no interest, cause I, we can talk about how I've paid off that loan. But if I had had 70,000 interest free and I'd put it into GPUs and then my electrical bill would be somewhere around, it's a little hard to calculate cause I don't pay the electric bill in Alabama. So I'm just kind of rough estimating, but basically I would have put about $80,000 if you're just counting the electric here in Wisconsin um, probably a little more, maybe like eighty-two thousand. If I look at my spreadsheet, and I've made back about forty-one thousand in revenue. Wow. So I, how long have it been? It's two. Well, it started in January. I had everything up and running because I was in India during January by February one, two thousand eighteen. So until now, oh. so we're not quite. So we're like at 20, 22 months. So I have a lot to share, but that's kind of the summary of where I'm at. I've been. 22 months into GPU mining with 1080 TIs, um, uh, about half of the investment is paid back, which I look at both pessimistically and optimistically, because obviously my GPUs are aging. They're getting used. I've had to send back a few for warranty and get them replaced. I have to be kind of tech savvy and sometimes replace the fans if I don't want to send them back. And also, you know, with new hash rate increases or even continuity of hash rate price changes, the whole market can do, you know, can there's so many variables, but I'm halfway paid off, which is both, I guess, better than what you would say. If you were two years into the stock market investment, you would, you would, we we can talk about like, you know, you, you got to beat the stock market or whatever you want to say is your global market investment, which is like 8% a year. If sure. you want to say you're running a smart business, if you're not doing that, then you shouldn't have, you kind of wasted your time. It, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll let you guys drive the podcast, but that's kind of I- my thing. Two years in, halfway paid off.
2: I mean, I, I find that really amazing that, you know, you went into GPU mining, like right at the beginning of what we call the crypto winter. It's the and,
1: worst, <laughs> the worst yeah. time.
2: Um, but, you know, this is, uh, okay. I, I guess, this is what makes the, the survivors from the victims. I mean, a lot of people could have just thrown in the towel and, and given up and liquidated. And we have hear this time and time again. You know, this is what really drives people to innovate and find, you know, really unique solutions to stay profitable and to keep it going. And I just admire your resilience.
1: Yeah. Um, I I have a couple, one of my friends who is part of our group of 10 ATIs that we kind of work with. Um, his name's Nate, and we make jokes all the time about how we're going to make crypto babies because we're not pulling right. out. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that. we want to make shirts with that. It's inappropriate, you know, from a professional standpoint, but like we call each other every day and we're just like, Hey man, this is, the market is terrible. I mean, it's, it's not good. It's I'm not, I believe in cryptocurrency. I believe in a, a secure financial system, but as far as running a business, mining cryptocurrency, which I'm not all pessimistic, I'll share some positive stuff, but it's uh, it's hard to mine at residential, like you cannot build an argument for residential GPU mining with residential rates. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will I will honestly, I'll put my contact information and talk to anyone who wants to talk to me about it for, for as long as they want to talk about it to try to justify it. You, you can't, not at residential power rates right now. It doesn't matter what GPU you buy it doesn't matter what cost you get that hardware for and you're, you're you can't right now and even if you're like oh i'm going to mine and hold the cryptocurrency what you're really doing is buying a fixed amount of cryptocurrency on a daily or weekly or monthly basis which is no different than fixed cost investing at a discount and and mm-hmm. only if you're if you're if you're actually mining at less than electrical rate what your electrical cost is like the crypto, let's see you mine for 24 hours you make x amount of crypto. If that doesn't pay your electric rate for those 24 hours, you're actually just fixed cost investing with 110% or 120% of the you're actually increasing your cost to buy that cryptocurrency. So um, you, yeah, anybody listening, feel free to chat with me, but <laughs> I'm here to I'm here to dispel that conspiracy that that you should mine either it's not a huge conspiracy. Lots of people have become smart to this, but you you should never mine when you're making less than your electric, it just so, yeah, it just yeah. Richard,
2: make sense. I uh, I have a, a GPU question for you. Um, sure. I recently retired a computer that I built, I think almost six years ago, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it had like a seven eighty or something, you know, something sure. ridiculously like nothing. Today and my well, newest computer that's, that what I just I'm, bought, that's what I'm streaming on right now. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. my newest computer that I just bought has a, a 2080 super in it. And I mm-hmm. was wondering, um, what are your thoughts of the 2080 versus the 1080 in mining? Are is, is there a big advantage right. or is um, it just a marginal?
1: So, I guess from what I can, because I don't have a 2080 to compare it to, but I do have that. Well, we won't get into details how I got it, but I got an RTX Titan. Okay, which I have fun with just playing around, and um, the the problem is is that yes, the the super cards, the current generation of super cards are more efficient, but I, I we'd have to plug it in right now. I'm not convinced that that efficiency creates a <clears throat> a, a respectable payoff time at residential rates. Okay, right. I, I mean, if here, here's the thing: if your investment strategy is you said I want to fix cost and invest in cryptocurrency, like, and I don't. You just say, I just want to put $100 a month into cryptocurrency or, or $5 a week. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe you want to put $10,000 a month into cryptocurrency and make it your retirement. If you were going to do that, you could possibly consider, even at residential rates, buying efficient enough cards that they're still profitable, like as in they make more than their electric rate. This doesn't mean they pay themselves off immediately. But sure. you could use that as a strategy for purchasing crypto at a discounted rate. Um, you still have to be careful because when it comes to mining, you got to look at your 20 TI and you got to say, uh, so you said 2080 super, yeah, right? 2080. You got to look at your 2080 super and really honestly, from a mining perspective, we're not talking about investing. We're just saying, can I buy a computer and is it a profitable investment? It has to pay itself off. The cryptocurrency you earn has to pay off that graphics card. And in my okay. opinion, it has to pay off that graphics card if you sold daily, not if you held the cryptocurrency because those are two different things. One is mm-hmm. mining and then the other one is an investment decision. And they're they're actually just when you do both, when you mine and hold the cryptocurrency, you're you're basically just rolling, you're gambling. Well, not gambling, but you're you're taking risk twice.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's just to me, you need to be you need to take your hardware and calculate what it makes daily and say, will that pay off my hardware in a, in a respectable amount of time? I, what that do doesn't specifically answer your of time? question. Oh, um, well, to me, if you wanna, so I always, I'm, I'm all about just running a, a valid business profit. So I wanna beat uh, an investment um, and I also have to keep track of my time, right? So if I could put my yeah. money in the stock market and I would say, let's, put, let's say I had a hundred thousand dollars and I put it in the stock market right now in 10 years, it's pretty standard that you should have, as long as there's no huge market correction, you might have to extend your investment horizon, but you should have for a hundred thousand now, you should have 200,000 in 10 years. Yeah. you know, This yeah. is just, right. So your computing hardware, if you bought a hundred thousand dollars of computers, they made it better have made above their electric rate, more than $200,000.
2: So a hundred percent return right. within now. 10 one years.
1: caveat being, one caveat being, you know, maybe your computers at the end of ten years are worth. If you bought one hundred thousand dollars now of computers, you might say hypothetically have twenty thousand dollars that you could sell them for. They're old, but you, you, somebody might buy them. Maybe even sure. ten thousand, right? So if mm-hmm. you want, you've got to make more actually in just profit above your electric rate than one hundred and ninety thousand. Because okay. then you'd add the ten thousand of depreciated assets residual to that.
2: value, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. But but again, you have to keep in track that you're going to be out there repairing the fans, checking you know Hive OS, Simple Miner every day, checking what to mine, especially with GPU miners because ASICs you can just put them on autopilot, but with with GPU mining you got to check it. it. I would say, it, you can even do switch mining, but even then you still like, I can't tell you the number of times I, I, I log in, I use Simple Miner and I log in mm-hmm. and I see that one of my rigs is offline and I'm like.
2: Wow, it, so uh, even with the GPU, I always thought that GPU mining was more stable than ASIC mining. Um, so, but what you're telling me is it's not, it's very high maintenance.
1: Um, I, this is, I, I like to share a, a good experience. It, it's hit and miss. My brother's computer that he bought from the guy in Arizona, I think it's gone down once in two years. But if you buy a bunch of aftermarket, if you do, for instance, most of my rigs use like the Veda frames, I think that's how people say it. They're open mm-hmm. air frames, and they either have six or eight cards. And one learning thing is we put two G, two power supplies on most of those eight card rigs. And mm-hmm. something, and I, I'd love to have an engineer clarify to me, but static builds up on those things. So, like, if you huh. restart them once, four of the cards drop. They're on the second power supply that's bridged. There's something weird that happens. that's one thing. Um, another thing is risers are notoriously um, there's numerous content creators that can vouch for this. like you can get a bad batch of risers that will cause you nightmares for months, weeks, years. like you'll you'll still be working out the bugs. Um, one thing I've mm-hmm. noticed, uh, and I don't know, I haven't fully validated this, but I found some risers that have like an in, in increased number of capacitors. That has okay. seemed to actually, if you actually, I know it's dumb, but if you look at it and you can see like the little metal cylinders, those are the capacitors. Sure. Um, if you actually have increased number compared to like those cheap ones, and those ones that are just even like a dollar or two more, and they have more capacitors, they have tended to be more stable. Um, okay, I've had even things I've noticed if you mount the GPU in a riser, and it's just not even positioned correctly, you'll not you'll lose signal and drop that GPU. So, huh. wow, you know, can't, most of my rigs that I've been running for two years now, I have them pretty stable i would say i can check on them every couple days and i'm pretty confident that none of them have gone offline but it's uh it's not easy always
0: yeah okay well i i want to talk to you a little bit about asics um and what your plan for the future is but but first um ethan why don't you tell us a little bit about our sponsor
2: yeah i i'd like to just take this moment right now to you know give a big thanks and a shout out to NovaBlock mining pool Um, They are located here in North America, and they launched in August of 2019. And within four short months, um, they've managed to make it to one of the top 15 public mining pools in the world. And um, their goal is to help decentralize the hash rate. And they believe that as the hash rate is shifting away from China because of its political issues um, and moving towards North America, that they can give consumers in the industry increased transparency and educate their customers on what the best type of pool for their needs are.
0: Yeah, and so for our listeners right now, you can go to novablock.com, and uh, if you sign up on the top right-hand corner of the website, uh, you can use the invitation code OFFERED18, that's O-F-F-O-R-D-1-8, and you can get a permanent reduction in your uh, mining fees down to 1.8%. Um, so thanks for our supporters and for our sponsor.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Noble um, so
0: Richard, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're going to do uh, in the future? And, um, you know, are, are you going to keep on mining? Are you going to, uh, try out, um, mining at something that's not residential? Um, what, what do you have in the works? Sure.
1: Uh, this is, this is probably why I've become considered at my work one like, I guess crypto evangelist, but, uh, um, and this is the reason why I emailed about 120 of my the doctors that are actually they're all my boss, like I work for all of them. So <laughs> I mean, imagine like going and you're a new guy at your job and you email a hundred of right. people that are your boss and say, Hey, come invest in this high-risk investment that you don't even know what like half of them don't even know what the word Bitcoin means. So I'm like right. this cool blockchain investment. And I sent them all like this 75 I thought it was the most brilliant oh, wow. PowerPoint I'd ever created. It was like a seventy-five page PowerPoint that, like from start to finish, explained everything about cryptocurrency. Um, and like, I mean, the it is what it is. But basically, There's only one of them
0: like seventy pages too long for them, right? Yeah. So
1: right. here's what was in that PowerPoint, and I've I've gotten much better at summarizing it. Um, and I will say this, and this is not to be cryptic. Anyone can reach out to me and talk to me about this, but. There is something to be said in the cryptocurrency industry that that low power rates in my this is just I mean, I'm just sharing my opinion is is the secret sauce to all cryptocurrency mining Um, in the sense that honestly, there are people sitting on very low power rates that are not interested in reaching out and networking with other people and working with other people um, Mm -hmm. because they have basically this golden egg. And that golden egg is their security toward. Base, basically, financial freedom, even even retirement, um, to just cruise into the next ten years without ever like worrying about finances. Um, so that's my one caveat. So when I talk here, I'm not going to share where I have networked for low power rates, which I have, and that's not to be. I just don't want to publicize it out on the world. Uh, I A, I haven't asked for permission from the people that I'm networking with, but. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've done and, and anybody else, this is this is these are tools for anybody who wants to continue mining into the future. I think this is the key to cryptocurrency mining. If you want to be a miner, I'm basically obsessed with being a miner more than an investor. Um if I have to mine my cryptocurrency and sell it for the rest of my life, I would rather do that because I'm a miner. I like running hardware, I like computers. Um, I went into my job because I like as weird as it is, I just like clicking buttons. Like I like the sound <laughs> of mechanical switches, so I like. I just enjoy tactile. I like mechanics. I like computer chips, silicon. That's my thing. Um, so what I've done is I started on a quest to find the low power and maybe other people have done the same thing. My first thought process was I'm gonna build up my own hydroelectric dam. Okay. And What I looked into is some small modular hydroelectric systems that you can just install in a river. One of them is called Turbulent and they're made by, there's a, it's a European, I think university might be the originators of this and the thought process is they can go to mountains, high altitude mountains. And for example, Peru where there's a river and install this for a, like a town or a small uh, community that has limited access to consistent electrical supply. And it can make quite a bit of power, um, you can Google it, it's turbulent, but there's other ones.
2: Now is is that the one, Richard, that goes off to the side of the stream and swirls mm-hmm. around so it doesn't uh-huh. kill the fish. Exactly. Oh,
1: exactly. It's yeah, like um uh, cool. it kind of looks like you took like the impeller from like a we've all seen like history channel, like battleships, and mm-hmm. you took it and went horizontal with it and then brought water into it. I mean the other and thing, the thing the it kind of reminds it, me man. of is we've all they been at like, like what is it at like pizza hut. You used to be able to put a coin and it would Oh, yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. It's like a giant funnel and the water goes down through it, turning a turbine and then comes out the other side. And two things you need for electricity is um, flow. But then they also the other engineering term. And I'm not a physicist, but is drop. Right. So you need Mm -hmm. to have height of the water Um, so you can have a very small stream with a very high drop. And that'll make up for the fact that you could have a really big stream with low altitude change and it has large flow that could also make good electricity but the the secret sauce is high flow high altitude that's the reason why places like the columbia river basin have such enormous like or the yangtze river um uh in china they have such enormous uh potential because of Hmm. a height the drop that they have but also the flow um but what I realized is in order to, in the United States, because I want to do business in the U.S. to build a small hydroelectric system, because I'll just get to the chase on this. It's very difficult. You, if you just want to build an unregulated hydroelectric generator on a river, mm-hmm. the river has to have never been used. And this is, I could, you know, I'm sure there are people that have way more expertise than I have. But what I came to the conclusion of is not that it's impossible, but the easiest way to do this is on a river that's never had any commercial activity. And private on private property, no, no commercial. Because mm-hmm. if it's if it's ever had like, for instance, logging on the river, even hundred years ago, then the federal government has their fingers in it as far as approval. Okay. But if you could buy like a hundred acre plot of land that had a spring, a water spring coming out of it, mm-hmm. and it went out of the ground on your property and went into the ground on your property and dropped a, you know, five thousand feet, and nobody had ever used it for logging, you could do whatever you want, especially if you don't send mm-hmm. it out to the grid. So if you have the magic sauce and you can find that and you live in northern Montana, uh, you know, Big Sky, you're on the backside of Big Sky or whatever, and you can find a river and it's never been touched by humanity and you own the property, you can build as many hydroelectric generators on this thing as you want. But I couldn't find a good, I mean, I must have called, I think I called 200 people just saying like, tell me if you know someone who has land with a river. And I I even asked all the guys that I work with at my hospital, does anybody have a river? that is not like that's untapped in like remote locations. I even have family on a dairy farm. Go, were go you
2: asking me. patients? Were you like, hi, I'm going to be taking care of you. You wouldn't happen to have a land with river on it. by to, to, at, <laughs> In all
1: honesty at that, that close proximity to violating professionality in my job. We have these patients <laughs> that are called um, global executives, which are okay. like um, Middle Eastern like uh, billionaires that fly into our hospital specifically for treatment from United States doctors. And it has strongly crossed my mind to violate <laughs> HIPAA and just approach them and say, I know you're really wealthy, even though I never took care of you. I know you came to our hospital. Do you want to invest in my business? But <laughs> but I I did not, but it, it is, you you are not far-fetched. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, that got erased. So like you basically, to make hydroelectric, I looked at, so wind power is also um, a possibility. Um, it's, it's A, it's continuous day and night, which you need for cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did, a, I, but, you know, it didn't justify, like if you say, here's my in the capital investment in production of electricity, and here's my capital investment in computers, you basically cut your earning potential and doubled your payoff time the second you combined it with, With uh, wind. And then solar was even worse because you had to either be in a geographic region where they call it, it's called net metering, where if I send like uh, X amount of electricity to the power company grid during the day, then certain regions and Delaware is one of them. There's a couple other, I think uh, Nevada is pretty good about this. You can can pull from the grid an equal amount of electricity without paying any extra. Hmm. Other places are horrible um, where you actually like you might Send it to them and they'll reimburse three cents worth of electricity per kilowatt hour or something. Mm -hmm. But then when you use it, you have to pay
2: more, like eight cents. Yeah. Right.
1: So, I mean, some even hydroelectric dams are like this, where like the lights in their building cost 13 cents per kilowatt hour to run because all their electricity goes to the grid. And when they pull back from the grid, they might get reimbursed at three when they send it out. But when they use it, it's 13. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So you have to, so geographically, if you're going to use solar, you have to be in a state that is friendly for letting you, otherwise you need batteries. And trust me, when you buy solar panels, batteries, and then have no money left to buy cryptocurrency computers, you're, you're, you have like an infinite payoff time. I mean, it far Mm -hmm. exceeds that 10 year rule where you double your money in 10 years. So Here's the conclusion to all of this. And, and, and feel free, anybody who wants to you know, reach out to me and discuss more, and we can even do another podcast discuss specific topics about this. But the summary is, is that you need to find someone who's getting poor reimbursement from the local utility company. Um, there are lots of private power producers. Now, I wouldn't say lots. If there were lots, it'd be really easy to find cheap power. Mm-hmm. You can find people who own and this is what I did. I found a gentleman who owns his own hydroelectric dam privately. I went to him nice. directly and I said, what are you getting from the utility company? And my, and what you have to do is you have to find someone who's getting low enough reimbursement from the mm-hmm. utility company that you can offer them a better deal better. by mining cryptocurrency. That makes total um, sense. Yeah. And you have to find a guy that's trustworthy too because technically, if you're going to go to him and say, I'll pay you this amount of free electricity... Let me give you the math on the, the location I have found so that it makes sense. This guy, he had a four and a half cent contract per kilowatt hour. which is actually really good um, mm-hmm. selling to the utility company. And then they would distribute it to the grid and sell it for, for instance, I don't know, 13 cents, right? So that's how they made profit. But the utility company will will pay him based on the contract that he has. And this guy's contract got renewed down to three cents. So oh, in wow. this perfect storm of him having to lay off an employee, To help manage his dam, which makes about one megawatt, um, which went from he was making about five hundred thousand dollars a year of revenue, or four hundred fifty thousand. I'm just saying this is just rough estimate. When he goes to three cents, it kind of correlated to three hundred thousand. So he lost one hundred fifty thousand dollars of revenue a year. And through networking and talking with people, um, I found out everybody in their own region. If you want to do this, you got to find out who is producing private power. I don't know how you do that. I got kind of lucky. I just talk a bunch. A guy at my soccer field networked me to another guy, to another guy. Mm-hmm. And this is how I stumbled upon this guy. But there are people that are getting poor reimbursement from the utility company. In my example, three cents now with the new contract. I'm going to offer this gentleman anything above three cents. So I've, mm-hmm. you know, even if you do the calculation, if you can get a reliable, for instance, five cents, but this guy isn't charging me rent and he's giving me property right there beside mm-hmm. his hydroelectric dam. And it, it's up
2: it. to one megawatt too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one yeah, megawatt I mean, and
1: yeah. and also like you you gotta structure your deal. The guy I found is super reasonable. So he's charging me five cents. He doesn't require any minimum usage. Um, he doesn't charge any rent. Um, he's gonna give me an apartment for when we get up to scale for somebody to actually stay at his hydroelectric dam and manage the facility.
2: Um, and he's up to one megawatt. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's a win-win-win for right. everybody, right? Yeah,
1: Right. So I guess as far as like to any viewers and stuff, it's possible. You just have to be – I guess I'm anecdotally saying it's possible because I don't have numerous examples of this. But what I can say is that in my situation, I was – as I depressingly saw my revenue from my GPUs drop, which unfortunately even today I'm looking at the profit margins. I probably will turn my GPUs off right now, just today even, because Grin31 and a couple others have just – tanked. And just even today, that's just market cycles. Maybe in another week, I turn them back on at residential rates. But what I'm doing is I'm, I've am i gotten permission to begin planning um, an ASIC-based container build out, as well as relocate all my mm-hmm. GPUs to this hydroelectric facility here in the next three to four months, which I, I don't know who knows what catastrophically happens with the Bitcoin happening as far as mining. I think that if you have high-end S17s, like the pro model, like the 73 terahash, I think you can weather through the happening pretty safely at five cents. So that's kind of my current plan, is to build out, a uh, start off small, but hopefully hit about one megawatt container mining setup on this hydroelectric dam facility.
0: Um, That sounds awesome. Hopefully you can uh, recuperate some of your your GPO expenditures and, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: even as old as my GPUs are, at five cents per (laughs) kilowatt hour, I think I'll be able to make some money back.
0: Um, I'll come pretty close to,
1: to catching up on my profit. But yeah. it, right now I'm just getting, I would say for the last, it's just been, it's, it's pretty miserable at residential rates. Meaning I started this process of searching for cheaper power almost, I want to say a year ago. Um, and this specific owner was not interested in doing business with me until we just kept talking. And it, the final conclusion was, why am I going to hurt myself? He didn't want to do business, but then he was like, why am I going to, it's going to benefit you. You're, you're speaking to me. It's going to benefit you, Richard. You're mm-hmm. going to get. Uh, cheaper power rates, but then I'm going to make more. So it's just like a, it's a win-win. You find a place where because you're running a business of cryptocurrency mining, the people that you're paying are happy. You know, it's a win-win. Like don't, don't go somewhere and try to like steal power or, (laughs) go to an environment where, where, well, I mean, here's the thing. My my twin brother and I have done a lot of research, but there are areas like Wenatchee, Washington, Grant County, where Mm -hmm. it's actually an adversarial environment to go. Even though the electrical rates historically have been as low as two cents there, the community and the, you know, the boards and the committees and everything that run those um, almost community beneficial hydroelectric dams, you know, thousands of megawatts. It's actually an adversarial relationship where they don't want cryptocurrency miners pulling power at two cents. So mm-hmm. go somewhere, find somewhere where the utility company is is um, paying
2: a privately owned or even a business owned. Um, you yeah, know, look for private power generation right. exactly. and, and see if you can find an opportunity and in that. and, and yeah.
1: pay them more. But you don't have to pay them a lot more because I'm telling you, the difference between three and four cents. Is huge to a producer. Yeah, they're producing mm-hmm. so much power. Like, like I said, the, the guy I'm talking with, it, when I mine at his facility and hit one megawatt, I'm he, I'm going to make him as much as two hundred thousand more dollars a year. He ha- he wants nothing to do with crypto mining. He says I produce power, find a relationship like that, and you have you have done great. That okay. that yeah yeah. I, and I think it's possible. You can go on public, even you utility websites for different states. And you can look up and you can see what the standard um, recommended reimbursement rate for power producers is. And if you find Mm -hmm. a state that has, for instance, 2.5 cents of reimbursement, who who cares if you're obnoxious? Just reach out to every power producer you can find and say, hey, are you willing to meet with me? I can pay you more money than what the utility Mm company is paying you.
2: Right. That's an awesome idea, Richard. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, Richard, um, I, I know
0: it's been a long day for you because uh, you're you're doing this crypto thing full time and, and also the radiology thing full time. Uh, but thanks. Uh, just uh, tell us how can uh, our listeners reach out to you and, and how can they find you online?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to I'll put out my email. It's uh, I know this is pretty brash, but uh, just throwing it out there. It's uh, Richard Camara and at me So last name C-A-M-A-R-A. Um, shoot me an email if you if you liked what you were hearing on here and you want to chat more. Um, I have Twitter accounts, uh, Kamara Twin RC, C A M A R A T W I N R C. I don't use Twitter that much, so basically just email me um, and I can share all my other contact info. Um, we can chat, talk, Great. collaborate. Um, yeah. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean I can I can help anyone I else
1: got. out there, you know, network into, you know, hopefully give them even more specific tips on like finding the cheaper power that you guys we all crave, you
2: know. Yep. So
0: awesome. Well, thanks for your time and um have a good night.
2: Yeah, thanks, thanks again. Thanks Richard, guys. Yeah, right I really there. appreciate the invite. Right. Yeah. Right. Have a great evening, right. guys. See you.
0: All right, thanks again to Nova Block Mining Pool, the North American based mining pool that launched in August, 2019. Uh, so check out novablock.com. And if you sign up on the top right hand of their website, uh, you can enter the code offered 18. That's offord one for a, a permanent reduction of mining fees all the way down to 1.8%. Uh, and it, depending on how much hash rate you can put at them, you can probably even lock in a, an even lower rate than that. So check it out. Uh, thank you to our sponsor. Novablock.com.